0: to the fail so <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna fuck up somehow all aboard the fail boat <laughs> Here we go. wait you did you say choo choo chug chug choo oh, whatever funny. it is the super clash podcast a podcast about shorter games it is episode 55 that I'm, seems like a number yeah <laughs> i am your host kale hello again it's connor and how was your week connor it was pretty good i guess overall it was a little bit rough for me. It's just, there's a lot of shit going on this this week, and it made it extremely difficult to uh, play the games that we're talking about tonight. One of them, and I know you were involved in this, I, I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night. We were in the middle of a tornado warning.
1: Yeah, that was great. And it's, it woke me up. It was like 1.30 in the morning, probably. Yeah,
0: and... It was really funny because I was dreaming. I was like, L- Lily and I watched Spy Family before we went to bed that night. And Spy Family was kind of bleeding into my dream a little bit. And I was envisioning the characters and in my dream, I could hear the sirens. That's weird. It was very weird. And so I kind of I kind of woke up and I thought I was still dreaming. And then, you know how the tornadoes tornado siren that it spins yeah and so i was i was laying in bed thinking i was dreaming and then i heard it get louder then quieter louder and quieter again i uh sat up i was like okay that is not my dream why are the sirens going off i checked my phone we were in the middle of a tornado warning so i wake i wake lily up we get into the walk-in closet in our bedroom, because that's like the most internal room that we had. Grab Kiva, uh, fight the cats and everything. <laughs> we didn't have time to get the buns, unfortunately. And I was just sitting there watching uh, the broadcast of the weather as I'm trying to grab grab the cats. And then that infamous um, uh, warning sign, you know, where that, that ear piercing beeping, and then the National Weather Service ha- has issued a tornado warning for the following counties, mm-hmm. and the very last word was, "Again, there was a tornado on the ground." And you and I know where where it was. It's like, it's it was probably twenty miles away, but mm-hmm. tornadoes can stay on the ground for a long time. Yeah, and once we were in the closet, we were we were we were sitting on the ground, and I was watching the uh, the broadcast all of the anxiety that I had as a kid kind of started creeping back in because mm-hmm. I've, I've lived here long enough to, to like not be as uneasy about storms, but I do have a memory. I have two memories of when the sirens went off. And one of them is when I think it was like the second year we moved here, um, the sirens went off. And it was at our old house where the siren was like maybe 300 feet away. So it was exceptionally loud. Mm -hmm. And I basically, as a 12-year-old kid, almost shit myself. Like I was the first one in the basement as everyone was was getting up. Like I was gone. (laughs) And then the second time is when I think I was maybe an older teenager I was home alone and when the sirens went off and I had two cats and a 90 pound dog to deal with <laughs> so and and all that that emotion that I had those two times kind of started creeping back in.
1: Yeah I I mean I I've been born and raised in Missouri my whole life and uh so i've I've experienced countless, tornado potential encounters some of which have been closer than others and I think the one that sticks out to me most is definitely one from my childhood where like um I remember there was a stormy night and my parents and I went to Kmart of all places and to kind of give you a an idea of just how old we are <laughs> yeah and well this will <laughs> date me even more uh I was looking for a new set of pajamas, and I had picked out some uh, The Lost World Jurassic Park oh, pajamas. Hell yeah, dude. I, I very distinctly remember that, and uh, we were checking out, and my mom was like, oh, we got to get home. There's weather coming in, and I remember hanging out in the basement playing Super Nintendo while my uh, parents were upstairs, I believe, making enchiladas, and I think we had a family friend over who was like in town or something, and... Then the sirens started going off, so everybody, like, went downstairs, and we, like, got into our walls in the basement had, like, panels that you could open up and get inside them, Uh and so I remember getting inside there, and, like, I think it was, like, so our house was, like, backed up to where a highway was, and Mm -hmm. I think across the highway was where it was, so, like, you probably could have seen it if you went outside, Jeez. and so that's the one that I remember the most, but, like, this time, like, I, uh... I was laying in bed. I was almost asleep. Like, you know that like you're like dozing mm-hmm. and I was under the influence as well. So that was great. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I was sitting there and I'm like, I first, I hear just like a consistent rumbling, not like a rumble then stop rumble and stop that you get from like um, thunder normally. And it's just consistent. I'm like, that's really weird. And I'm like, uh, it's probably just thunder. And then I suddenly just hear like a very faint siren as it's like revving up. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. Am I hearing things? And then it starts fully going off and I'm like is there is there like a a test? And so I'm bringing up my phone and I'm like tornado siren Google and like nothing. And I'm like okay, well that's that's not great. And so I like Laney's up too and I'm like all right, let's let's get everything and go to the basement. So uh, <laughs> I yank poor little keo from his kennel Oh no he he was horrified he was like laying on his back like in the kennel with his ears down and i was like i'm grabbing you let's go and like (laughs) yank him out and then we tell titan to run downstairs so we got them in the bathroom and then i ran up and the top of the stairs and one of our cats was there and i grabbed her chucked her downstairs and then went all the way all the way to the very top and on top of her cat tower was our other cat and so I, like, yank her off there. She's, like, clinging on to it. I'm like, yup, you're coming with. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we went on down to the basement and went into the – we put all the animals in the bathroom down there. And then we sat on the couches and kind of were watching the weather thing while we were waiting to see if we needed to actually, like, head to the bathroom. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was – that. my heart was just dun, 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 dun. Oh, because yeah. imagine being under the influence, being incredibly tired – and, like, having to suddenly spring into action, like, mm-hmm. my body was not ready for that. I later found out that,
0: it, it, even though it was a pretty small tornado, that the tornado touched down, like, two streets away from where my manager at my work lives. Mm. That is fucking terrifying. But, luckily, we are all okay. Everyone was okay. I don't think there was any
1: casualties. I don't know. I know a lot of... The, the really sad part is, a lot of people were saying... That they slept through it, and like, yeah, it's good that you slept through it and you lived, but like, oh my gosh, the fact that like people just didn't wake up for it is just yeah. Like, and and
0: see, that's the thing—you cannot rely on the tornado siren. The tornado siren is, I believe, it's designed to for people who are already outside.
1: I mean, it depends on your proximity to it too, because there's True. one like literally down the end of the street mm-hmm. it's by the because I'm near an elementary school, so it's by the elementary school. And so, it was pretty loud for me. Yeah. But.
0: But, thank God for smartphones, man. Because, uh, I'm glad I have cable because I'm, I mostly just have cable to watch sports. And I just pulled up my it on my phone. I was just watching the live broadcast. The mm-hmm.
1: weird thing is, like, normally, when we get tornadoes here in the Midwest, There's kind of some lead up to it. Like, we know that there's storms coming in. This came out of
0: nowhere.
1: It it caught most of those Weather Channel people with their pants down. Like, literally, this guy was like, he, I can't remember what news station. Maybe it was like KMBC or something like that. He came in, and he was like, yeah, I I normally don't wake up for a couple hours. And he said, oh, my alarm just went off for me to wake up. And, like, so, like, they were totally, like, caught off guard. And we were, too. And Mm -hmm. so, like. When I was searching on my phone, like tornadoes, Kansas City, nothing. That was the really weird part. I was getting nothing, zip, zilch. Yeah.
0: And it was really funny, too, because um, I, ha- I have the Weather Channel app on my phone, and I was looking at the forecast the day or the night before it happened, and it said, chances of thunderstorm, some may be severe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, severe thunderstorm, it's re- it never really turns out to be that bad. Boom, tornado warning. Yeah. So. Just fucking terrifying,
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah, but I'm glad that uh, it didn't seem too major. Mm-hmm. Just kind of jarring to be woken up in the middle of the night. To yeah,
0: and one more, and yeah, and another thing to add to this week, which is why it was a crazy week. We had to take our rabbit as to an um an emergency vet. Yeah, to an emergency vet. Which, by the way, the emergency vet that every single vet vet clinic pointed me to does not take care of rabbits, just dogs or cats. Lovely. We finally find somebody who can who can take take care of her. Our rabbit Misty, she was showing signs of GI stasis. Rabbit owners who are listening, you know what that is. For those who don't know what that is, rabbits' digestive systems are constantly moving. They need to be constantly eating, and as a result of them constantly eating, they constantly shit, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's generally a good idea to put their food and their hay in their litter box because they literally shit while they eat. Mm-hmm. Well, if they were to consume like an, a foreign object, like carpet fibers, their hair or some kind of um, cotton, it can get stuck to, stuck in their GI tract and cause a blockage, which then causes gas buildup. It's very painful. And because there's nothing coming out, out of their butthole, that gas builds up and it could kill them within 24 hours. Jeez. And I was tipped off when I gave Misty her food and she was on her little bed and she was just kind of calm and just kind of hunched over, you know, I gave her a couple pets and I said, good night, Misty. And I woke up the next morning to go give her her food. She has not touched her food from last night Mm. and she was still on the bed in the exact same position. I'm like, this is not good. So, I called 24 vets. Jeez. 24. And I finally found one. And through the recommendation of our primary vet, thank God bless them. And this woman checked her out. And she says, you know what? There is a little bit of movement in her GI tract, but not as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Or not, not as much as I want. So, she said that we caught it extremely early. She gave us medicine. And uh, told us to basically kind of um, take a syringe and just kind of put water in her mouth to kind of encourage the GI tract to move. Mm-hmm. And also a, a big problem with um, GI stasis is dehydration. Mm. So, and a couple days later, she's fine. She's That's still good. she'll she's still being her her bratty self. <laughs> so, but uh, this week was just really rough, man. And I, I'm just, I'm just ready to, for this weekend. Just ready to relax.
1: Yeah, I. I kind of want to chill myself, because I had kind of a, a sort of rough-ish week as well with, you know, last week, um, our basement room flooded, as I mentioned, and then yep. Um, over the weekend, I was going to, so I'm in the process of, like, trying to uh kind of, organize and decorate most of the rooms in our house Mm -hmm. and so to do that i was going to go through some of the boxes and totes that we had in our storage area downstairs and kind of take things from room to room and move them to the proper rooms they needed to be in and i got about halfway through that and while i was going in and out of our laundry room which is in our basement the sump pump was running still. And it was just running and running and running and running and I was like that's not normal. That shouldn't happen. And so I went and I looked down into it with a flashlight and it's spraying water like off to the side. Oh my god. And I'm like ah. And so I unplug it and it just stops and I'm like okay. Well, and so long story short we end up having to like call our home warranty people and they sent out a plumber who arrived today and Thankfully, the only thing I have to pay is $75, but they have to replace the entire thing, and so it would be like $1,100 to replace all that. Oh, man. So if I have any recommendation, recommendations to any listeners out there who are homeowners, get a home warranty. Like, for the love of God, I, I, I'm i not even joking. We paid 500 for ours, and we have had a—basically, they replaced every part in our dishwasher when it went out, replaced the parts in our freezer slash fridge when that went out. And I'm having my sump pump replaced. And other than the 75 deductible on top of it, like, they, they're covering all of it. And you lived in this house for close to just a year. It'll be a year this September. Yeah. And so, like, I recommend it to anyone because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And things can go out all out at once. And can you imagine having to replace a fridge, an oven, you know, anything all at once? Like, yeah.
0: It'd be devastating. Awful. Just Awful. So. so on lighter notes though, as as I said uh earlier, I I've had picked up watching some animes. What have you been watching? I've been watching Spy Family. Okay. And uh Konosuba. is so good. It's it is really good. It's funny. It's so You're funny. You on season one? Yeah. We That's uh good. I can't remember what it, what the character's name was, but uh Megamine.
1: megamine yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she she
0: kept blowing up the castle. Yes, and and the and the general comes up and says, "Who's been blowing up my castle?" <laughs> and I love the, for for one, the dubbed voice acting is great, um, for it being a dub because he gets so confused. He's like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" <laughs> he just at just the sheer incompetence of this party, but somehow they pull through. That's just their whole thing, and they're like the worst at everything but it's so funny because it it reminds me of people who've never played D D before um especially with megamine where she just just ignored all stats and just went yes. straight into explosion she owes one spell that she only used a day and it knocks her out and that's exactly <laughs> kind of what a um probably an inexperienced D and D member would do is they put all their stats into this one great magic ability, but then they're useless for the rest of the campaign.
1: I also like how like, you know, it's, it's an isekai. So Kazuma was, I'm not going to say, cause you may, do you know how he died yet? Oh, he, um,
0: he died of shock.
1: Yeah. He thought he was going to get hit by a car and mm-hmm. he died of shock, but, but, so he's like a loser in real life, and he is also a loser in this world. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's more realistic. It's not like he got reborn in this world and suddenly he's like a badass. It's like mm-hmm. no, he's he's still just a loser. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's really raunchy, but it's really really funny. Like like there there are girls with short short skirts. They bend over. You see their butt crack. And,
1: um and Aqua uh, Me- doesn't Mega wear Man- underwear. What? Aqua doesn't wear underwear. Yeah. Uh and uh. <laughs>
0: What's the main character's name?
1: Kazuma. Kazuma Kazuma. Like, Kazuma.
0: His his uh, steal ability, he can only steal panties. Yes. For, for girls mostly. He's like a degenerate, he, Yeah. basically. You know. And uh, when Megamine gets her new uh, staff, she's just she's grinding on it. Yes. So it's, it's
1: Oh, and then <laughs> the 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 knight um darkness she gets off on getting she, like she she's a
0: total massacred Ma- masochist. masochist yeah not mastic her
1: <laughs> well she she is a masker too yeah but uh, yeah it, it's a great show and I think they've confirmed they're gonna do another season and also oh, good if you get a chance I think there's also movies to watch that go along with it oh cool so
0: but th- those uh spy family of course is basically a um a spy named, uh, code named Twilight, needs to get close with a with a high profile target, and he basically needs to get close to him by basically adopting a daughter, and then getting this daughter into this into this school so that he can get close to this target. Okay. And, however, one of the requirements to getting to the school is that the parents need to be interviewed. Well, he it's it's only him and this adopted daughter who's too, who's telepathic, by the way. So mm. she so she immediately knows that he's a spy because he can because she can read his mind. And so she knows he's part of a ploy. Yeah, kind of. She 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 can she only knows that he that that he's a spy because he talks to himself and he talks about the mission. Mm. But because of it, he runs into a woman who is an assassin, and. Twilight doesn't know that she's an assassin, but the little girl does, and so this is it's this really weird family dynamic hmm. that's really funny but super wholesome at the same time.
1: Hmm, interesting. I could I could watch that. It's it, like it it has
0: some action in it, but it leans more towards slice of life. Okay, it's like. Lily and I love it. We're like, we're caught up and we're, and I think the new episode comes out at the time of this recording tomorrow. Dang. So, and we're, we're ready.
1: I, uh, I finished, um, like, I think it was the night we recorded our last podcast is actually the night I finished, uh, my dress up darling. Oh yeah. It's a great show. It is like, so it is a little bit etchy, you know, uh, edgy, edgy. Etchy, etchy. What do you mean by that? It's a it's a Japanese term where there is like a little bit of like sexualization in it, you know. Okay. So like, you get to see you don't get to see like any exposed things, but you know you get to see a girl in her like underwear and and stuff like that. But it's also equal parts like super wholesome. So it's like eh, it's it's good. It's good. Basically, there is a um. There's a doll maker. He's in high school. So his... his Okay. Back it up. Back it up. The grandfather owns this doll making shop where he <laughs> makes these Hina dolls, mm-hmm. which are like traditional uh, Japanese dolls. And the grandson becomes enamored with the process of making these dolls. And he finds them like really beautiful. And like, so he kind of like devotes his life to like learning that trade mm-hmm. of making these traditional dolls. And in the meantime, he ends up, like, like scaring off any potential friends he could have had. So he's kind of a loner. He goes to school, goes right back home, goes back to making these dolls. And there's a popular girl in class who uh, stumbles upon him after school one day in the sewing room. I I don't remember. It was, like, maybe, like, a home ec room. But he's, like, sewing a a dress for one of the dolls or something. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know how to sew? And he's like, yeah. And, he's, and she's like, well, see what I've done. And she shows him this cosplay that she made. And it's like bad and like really bad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this, you need to do this and this and this. And he's she's like, you, you can help me make cosplay outfits. And he's like, I, I don't know about that. I've never made like people clothes, you know? And so long story short, they end up like bonding over him making these outfits for her. And he has a, like, strong sense of, like, obligation and um, loyalty and friendship. So, like, he wants to, like, bust his butt to make this as best as he can for her because, you know, he doesn't want to let her down. Mm -hmm. And she's more, like, laid back, like, oh, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And when she sees, like, the level of effort and devotion she pulls or he puts in for her, she, like – instantly falls in love with him like she's just like he is like the nicest guy i've ever met he you know he genuinely cares he's you know perfect and so you see this like kind of relationship start blooming as he makes more cosplay outfits they go to more like conventions and all this stuff and it's just so like cute in every way of how like She has, like, these internal, like, discussions of, like, oh, she says, like, I love him so much. Like, you know, things like that. And, like, it's like, oh, that's adorable. I love this. So (laughs) definitely watch this one.
0: Nice, man. But uh,
1: the only other thing I've watched was Prehistoric Planet. Have you seen that one? Uh, I haven't, but I'm aware of it. It's like the Walking with Dinosaurs kind of spiritual successor. David Attenborough. Yes. Yep. It's really good. If you get a chance, give it a watch. I feel like it's kind of updated on a lot of um kind of outdated theories on dinosaurs so it's like more modern theory so a lot more of the dinosaurs are feathered um they kind of show like some of like the what they might have used as like mating displays how they would have hunted how they would have handled like the winter and kind of like sort of disproves like the common misconception that like Dinosaurs only existed in a hot climate; that there was never like snow or ice or anything. Hmm, and, like interesting, and so it shows them in these environments of like, no, no, they would have lived because they weren't they weren't cold blooded; they were warm blooded. But you know, mm-hmm. so pretty
0: good. Yeah, awesome. So man, we're we're uh, almost thirty minutes in into this and uh haven't quite gotten to our games, but. Uh, this 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 week, as I said, was rough. So we we actually didn't get to finish. I didn't get I didn't finish either game, but I've but I have enough to, to talk about here. So so tonight's games is Shovel Knight and My Big Sister. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Connor, let's get physical.
1: All right. So for let's get physical today, we have a handful of. Interesting games. The first of which is Azure Striker Gunvolt 3. Have you ever played anything in the Azure Striker series? I haven't. All right. Well, this one is $40. It's a distributed title from Limited Run Games. It's only on Switch. And so in this game, a new protagonist named Kieran fights alongside Gunvolt, allowing players to switch characters on the fly and adding new elements to the series' high-speed 2D action gameplay. Players will also... Welcome the return of the Story Mode Plus system, where the rich story and characters interact in dialogue during the game's missions. More familiar faces will also return as Image Pulses, a new system that allows players to use characters from Gunvolt's past in combat. Over 150 varieties will be available. There's also a collector's edition available for $80. That includes a two-disc soundtrack, art book, and keychain. Pre-orders for these will end June 19th. All right. The next game is AI: The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. It's sixty dollars. It's available on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, and is a wide release. And in this game, you unveil the unveil the workings of a mysterious serial killer. Um, you join Agent Izuki and Ie Iba as they work to solve an unnerving murder case. Six years ago, the right half of a corpse was discovered the left half was never found until six years later, completely fresh with no signs of decay. Now special agents along with their AI partners are tasked. Blah, 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 blah. My brain froze for a moment. Are tasked to solve the bizarre half body serial killings while unveiling the mysterious plot known only as the Nirvana initiative. There's also a collector's edition, which is sold out currently that was available for $120 that included a PVC figure art book and soundtrack. This game release, releases June 24th. Awesome. The next two you probably have heard of, um, the first of which is Fire Emblem Warriors Three mm-hmm. Hopes. It's $60. It's only on Switch, and it's a wide release. Uh, it's a Musou-style game as well, so one of the Warriors games. Oh, nice. Uh, you join Fire Emblem Three Houses characters as you engage in massive battles across Fodlan. Edelgard, Dimitri, Cloud, and other Fire Emblem Three Houses characters return to put their combat expertise on display as you revisit a war-torn Fodlan. Unleash devastating combos and stunning special moves in action-packed, real-time combat. Cut through hordes of enemies as characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and take down dozens of foes with Edelgard's axe, Dimitri's lance, or Claude's bow. Slash swing and spear your way to a brighter future for Fodlan. it comes out June 24th.
0: Awesome.
1: All right, down to the last two. Um, We have Capcom Fighting Collection for $40. It's available on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. It's a wide release. Fighting fans can celebrate 35 years of Capcom fighting games with Capcom's Fighting Collection. It's an anthology of 10 classic titles, including the full Darkstalkers series for the first time ever outside of Japan. Each of the 10 titles in the collection has been revitalized with online multiplayer, enhanced features, and quality of life updates. It releases June 24th. And then the last one is Mayhem Brawler, which is approximately $38 it's on Switch or $33 on PS4. It's a Red Art Games exclusive. While answering a routine call on patrol... Dolphin, Star, and Trouble, the front runner metahuman officers of the superpowered law enforcement agency Stronghold, find themselves in a sequence of events that will alter the fate of the entire city. The game includes a double sided poster. Releases June twenty
0: fourth. Very nice. Not as long as last week. No, is there anything that interested you in this one? Uh, probably Fire Emblem, because I, I love those style games and also AI.
1: Yeah, like, uh, there's a first game to that as well. Really? Yeah. Um, this is the this I want to say it's the second game in this series, but uh, if you get a chance, maybe check out the first one if it seems right up your alley. Yeah, I'm I'm down for for a cool mystery game like
0: that. Oh yeah. So, all right, and so that's that's uh let's get physical. Let's just dive right into this. This is going to be a longer episode. So, the first game we we'll to be talking about is Shovel Knight. This is developed. By Yacht Club Games and released in 2014. If you're good at this game, you can beat this in about six and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Um, it's on a lot of platforms. It's on all the seventh gen consoles, so Xbox 360, uh, Wii, Wii U, uh, PS3. It's on the the Wii. It's on the Wii U. Oh, is it? Oh, is it just on the Wii U? Wii U and 3DS. Yeah. Okay. 3DS. Um, current-gen consoles, Mac, PC, Vita, uh, Switch, and Amazon Fire TV. Oh, yeah. It was ported to basically everything. Yeah. And so, basically, the story of this is that the Shovel Knight comes out of ag- exile after losing his love, Shield Knight, to take on an evil empress. hmm So, if by some chance you have never heard of this game or seen this game, This basically looks and plays like a Super Nintendo game. It has 8-bit graphics, um, sound and music, dialogue through text, and it's a platformer. It's challenging, but not necessarily unforgiving, Uh, which I'll dive deeper into that a little bit. Um, How it plays is, as I said, it is a 2D side-scrolling platformer, and you use your shovel, hence the name Shovel Knight, to attack enemies and to pogo enemies. Uh you collect treasure which is used to buy abilities, and you explore areas to fight to find chests, and then at the end of every level, you fight a boss. I believe at almost at every level.
1: Uh all of the like main levels. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So I wanna say that this game has absolute critical acclaim. There nines tens across the board. Uh I am gonna come out of the gate and say that I think the game is fine. Um, it's not the greatest of all time, or I don't find it worthy to be put as a nine on my list, but it's fine. Hmm. Okay. Um. So and it's it's mostly just because uh I had a a, a Nintendo growing up. I played Mario three Duck Hunt and that you know do you remember that track and field game where you had the pad and you had to run in place mm-hmm. we had that but if i recall correctly my brother got bad grades and my parents got rid of the of the nintendo mm. so i didn't have any consoles until the ps1 so i i'm a little bit out of, out of my element when i'm playing these games and as a result i'm not used to how the controller worked I felt like the modern controller doesn't translate well, despite the game being rather modern, Uh, because this works under a um, a Super Nintendo. I have NES, but Super Nintendo control scheme. Um, Attack and magic are tied to the same button, but the D-pad direction changes the attack from a physical attack to a magical attack. Mm -hmm. And this screwed me over so many times, because I'm so used to pressing up, um, to attack in the air, and I end up using magic instead of attacking, and I end up taking damage as a result. Okay, because and you played it on the Switch, right? I did play it on the Switch. Um, to elaborate further, when I'm playing Elden Ring, and when I want to do a jump attack, because it's because it's it's a 3D game, I need to go forward in order to attack forward, and that's what I mean by I'm I'm so used to doing that, and it took me. I, and I still haven't gotten used to it. It's it's a, it's a pretty hard habit to break. Mm. And so um also I I generally like to take my time with more difficult games cuz I, I I like to experiment. Um so that's one of the reasons why I ran out of time playing this game. Um and also I spent so much time defeating the Spectre boss too. Like I still have not beaten him. Wow. So I like hard games, but I'm bad at them. (laughs) What do you think, Connor?
1: Well, I'll I'll make one comment before I give my opinion. I think that at least with the way that we've been playing games lately, one positive thing is you and I both, I think, have been exposed to a lot more different genres of games Mm -hmm. than maybe we would normally just play on our own. Uh, So that's always a good thing. And for me, I grew up, playing a lot of snes era games so this kind of feels right at home with something i would have played back then so that's probably why i'm a little biased towards liking it um that said i really really love shovel knight i i own it on pretty much every platform either digitally or physically i played this particular one on 3ds because um, i thought it would kind of lend itself well to that you know with mm-hmm. the kind of button layout i guess and i will say i love the music of this game the soundtrack is awesome and the story is kind of fun and cute and i love all the the art design in this game like the characters yeah. are super well designed pixel sprites like they're so good so i feel like overall the combat is pretty fluid itself as well And the checkpoint system within a level is fairly generous. Like, you get about five or six checkpoints in a level. Yes,
0: thank you for reminding me. Um, That's what I mean about how this game is not... um, as challenging, but not unforgiving. You can essentially, air quote, choose your difficulty Mm -hmm. with the checkpoints, because you can destroy the the checkpoint if you want and get a lot of treasure at the cost of being sent back to the previous checkpoint and needing... Need to fight or or take longer before you hit the next checkpoint.
1: Yeah, I'd say the only thing that I do not like about this game is the fact that if you die, you lose your your gold that you collected, a chunk of it, and you have to go back to that same spot and recover it. So, let's say you you went to, because uh, there, are, there are branching paths in the game you can go down to in certain levels and you went down a path that you didn't really want to go down you're like ah, eh, there's just a treasure chest at the end of it i'm not gonna fuss with it i just want to go towards the boss but you died well now you have to go back or you lose your gold and so mm. that kind of i never really liked that part um and i think a lot of the challenge of the game isn't necessarily the platforming itself though there can be some some challenge in that i think it really comes from the bosses at the end of each level such as specter Knight, plague Knight, um and so with those bosses i think there's like there you have to you have to die many times in my opinion mm-hmm. because you have to learn their attack patterns once you learn their attack patterns they're not too bad it's just learning those patterns and knowing how you need to react to them like for instance um I want to say it was Specter Knight, you know, the one that you were stuck on. My strategy with him was hop up on the platform, uh, wait for him to come like at me, and then I will either hit him with my shovel or shoot a little fireball at him. And then when he would throw his blade, it goes in kind of like a, a J shape through the map. And so if he threw it at me, I would either jump over it, and then wait for him to collect it on the bottom. And then I would down thrust on his head. And you can get two or three hits in sometimes. I do that. remember that. And so you just got to keep doing that. You got to watch for him to throw his thing and wait for him to charge at you. And then when he spawns the uh, little skeletons, if you kill them, you can occasionally get a mana drop, which lets you shoot more fireballs or whatever mm-hmm. other magic ability you want to use. So that's kind of how I beat him. Um, I'll be completely honest. I didn't finish the game either. Uh I think the combination of just dealing with the, the house issues, dealing with, you know, lack of sleep after that tornado, and the fact that I uh, I didn't mention it, but I did see Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. So, so that took a an evening away. Um, I didn't get to finish it, but I did get, I want to say I was on the level of the sixth boss of the game out of eight. Okay, So mm-hmm. a good chunk of the way mm-hmm. through, and I do really want to finish it up. I think maybe before i start our next game that we're going to play i might just try to like beat it over the next couple days just so i can finally say i finished it cuz i've i've started and have not finished this game multiple times and it's that's my own fault i usually will like play and then give up and then play and then give up and play but i think the best way i have found to play this game for maximum enjoyment is play one maybe two if you're feeling up to it levels a night and then put it down so you don't get burnt out and frustrated so and the only issue I really ran into is I so I had been just closing my 3ds uh-huh. when I was done playing it I wasn't I didn't turn it off I know it's a bad habit but I, I just close it and put it into rest mode and I would throw it in my drawer and then I take it out and play a level mm-hmm. uh, I decided to actually just save my game and then shut it down and when I went back to play it, all of my items were gone. Like all of them. I didn't have I don't have any magic abilities. I don't have anything now. And I don't know if that's part of the game, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. That's that seems really punishing. Yeah. And I will say I don't think it's the way it is because I had a previous I started using a previous save file. And don't think, "Oh, Connor cheated on this and took a head start." I'd only played like 20 minutes of it according to my little time clock but I had in that time unlocked a few things and those were still in my inventory when I started up the game. Hmm. So this leads me to believe that it shouldn't have wiped out all of my stuff, but it did. And that's kind of disheartening. And that's honestly probably contributed to why I didn't finish it. Cause I was like, I thought about playing it over lunch today. And then I was just like, I gotta unlock all my stuff again. I gotta do all this. And so that kind of bummed me out, but all that aside, if I'm looking at just the overall game, I think I'd give it a nine out of ten. I really okay. like a lot of things about it. I love the the characters they're so charming mm-hmm. and like I just want plushies of all the characters <laughs> because they're adorable
0: yeah the the sprites are good, but I would from what I've played I'd probably I'd probably give it like a seven. I know it's hot in here, oh yeah, so Whew. take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot, I'm gonna take my clothes off, oh please. <laughs> But that's that shovel night, guys. So let's uh, let's move on. I know, man. I'm sorry. Oh God,
1: I got sweaty belly. Got a sweaty belly. Me too. <laughs> I'm about to strip down. We'll go sliding on the ground together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our sweaty bellies like penguins. <laughs> that
0: that'd be adorable. <laughs> that, hey, that'll be a shirt. <laughs> Us sliding
1: on our bellies. Yeah. Do you like uh? I I, I love that art piece, the, man. This doesn't really play for the audience listening, but uh, we. We commissioned some art for the channel, and we have a glowing representation of that on the wall by us. Yeah.
0: Check out our YouTube if you want to see the art.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's the art that plays when we play our podcast, but it glows, and it's on the wall, and it's RGB. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's awesome.
0: But let's let's move on to the last game we're talking about tonight, Connor. Uh, My Big Sister. This is made by the same guys that made Just Ignore Them, Stranger Games, uh, released in 2018. You can generally beat this in about three and a half hours although I've seen some YouTube videos that can that they beat in an hour and a half.
1: yeah I could see that it's so, it's pretty simple
0: uh, you can get it for a PS4 switch PC Xbox and everything and I played it on Vita. Oh a Vita that's right mm-hmm. and what you do is is you is you play as uh Louisa Sarte- C- words I know, words are hard. In this game, you play as Luisa, a sarcastic 12-year-old with a playful sense of humor. Um, It is a game about her and her sister, is it Sombria? Yeah. Uh, Who are trying to get back home after being kidnapped by strangers. And Luisa takes it upon herself to ensure that they both make it home. So, like Just Ignore Them, this is a top-down RPG. Um, It plays like a point and click, but it's way better designed for console. Yeah. Um, for those who listened to the previous episode, Connor and I kind of had an issue with Just Ignore Them with the cursor being tied to the analog stick. And so um, I thought it would play much better on a PC because of, because of the point-and-click nature. Yeah, You don't really have to worry about it with this game because you literally just have to go up to the object. You get the little explanation p- mark, and then you can continue the story. It it played way better than just ignore them, um, so, and I thought it had a better pro- protagonist too. I thought Louisa was a far more interesting character than the character for. I, I think her name was. I think
1: Mark was his name. Yeah, uh, I with, think the story in this one's much more interesting. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, it's really funny too because I'm I'm reading my notes here and and I'm kind of laughing now because, um. I said that I don't find I didn't find this story as unsettling, and I don't think it it knows what to what it wants to be at sometimes. And that's this was very early in my in my playthrough. Um, until you start like getting like really into it, then that's when the creepy shit starts happening. Yeah, because because uh, I would say in like maybe the first third of the game, not a lot happens. Yeah, like like you you get kidnapped like. You get kidnapped, you um, you go to... I'm sorry, I, I said that thing out, out of order. You you start the game at your your house. I mean, Louisa is chastising her older sister for smoking. Mm-hmm. She goes upstairs, goes goes to bed, wakes up in the middle of the night and sees her sister completely dismembered. Um, fast forward to her being in a psychiatrist's office, and she's in, supposedly, it looks like she's in complete denial of her sister dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, this is weird. So what's going on here? It wasn't until you got to the bathhouse um, is, um, is when you find the witch with, with long arms who give you, gives you a riddle is kind of when I was like, okay, I think I know where this story is going. Mm-hmm. A couple cool things about, about, about this game was um choice seemed to seem to be a lot more focused in this game than just ignore them mm-hmm. and an example is when you meet the long-armed witch she will ask you for one of three items um the lily, chopsticks or a dead fish if you cr- if you give her the wrong item she kills you
1: did you get killed the first time yes i actually didn't i knew what she wanted by going and you can talk to the chef he'll tell you what the butcher oh, the butcher. Yeah. Also creepy guy. So, um,
0: w- what do you think of this game, Connor?
1: I really liked it. I, th- I, uh, I-, I beat it pretty quick. I want to say it was a pretty short game, but, um, I liked the story. I liked how at the very end you can make a decision. And I know that you said you didn't, you didn't finish the game. Spoiler alert. Go ahead. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, I don't care, dude. Okay. Well, at the very end, the old woman who works at the noodle shop uh, is in your house. And upstairs, Sombria is in her room. And you can pick up a knife and you can choose to go kill Sombria or you can kill the noodle woman. And so I chose to kill the noodle woman mm-hmm. which allows you to live your life with your sister basically. Interesting. So there's a lot of layers to it too like it's not all black and white. And I thought another really cool thing about it is there's like there's a lot of little nods to other things. Like there's a neighbor yeah. Totoro thing. Did you encounter that? I didn't uh, not the to- not the to- actually maybe. You- have you been the to leaf? the leaf? Yes, where you put a leaf on her head. That's yeah. a Totoro reference. I,
0: I didn't think about that. The only one that really stuck out to me was the um, Just Ignore Them mention where Sombria dreamed of being on a plane and she went to the bathroom to, to smoke and she came out, everyone was gone.
1: Yeah, and I'm also, I wasn't certain, but remember when they're in that cafe? I wonder if it's the cafe from Just Ignore Them. Maybe. It's possible. Interesting. But yeah, I think there's some little in-universe nods. And actually, they just released, I guess, the prequel to this.
0: I, th- I remember you mentioning about mentioning to me about
1: that. So now I'm kind of wondering if we should throw that on our future <laughs> list to play Maybe. and <laughs> Maybe.
0: So, yeah. Um, from what i played so far, this game is really, really good. I'm, I'm so glad I stuck with it. I was ready to kind of tear, tear this game a new one because I... Because it started so strong and then it it, then it felt like it was um, kind of all over the place. But I'm so glad I stuck with it because everything is kind of falling into place. Yeah. Especially after what you told me. There are two things in this game that really stick out to me. And I mean this in the best way possible. um, there, um one moment that got me really good. Um you eventually go back to the bathhouse, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you meet the witch, and you have and that, that's where uh, you give her one of the three items. If you go back into that room, she will quickly sneak up behind you, grab you, and kill you. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You didn't know that?
1: I think, okay, so what I was going to do when we went back to the bathhouse is I was going from the right to the left, room-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to that room yet, but it progressed the story before yeah, I could I, get there.
0: Well, I'll show you the YouTube of it. It's it's scary, dude. Like, like <laughs> I felt my heart go into my throat when it happened because it was so fast. And, interesting. Anu- and the other part, too, was, um, where is it? Oh, the fourth wall break in, in the forest.
1: Yes, that part was interesting.
0: It's like you, you, you find your sister eating a deer, and she's saying, "Louisa, I am so hungry. Please find me something to eat." And then the color of the text changes, and there's no box around it. And and she says, "I was." And by the way, I wasn't talking to Louisa. I was like, "Okay, well, she must be talking to someone in her head." I, comp- I continue playing, and the and the the text pops up again, and says. What are you doing? I'm getting impatient. I'm looking at you person
1: behind the screen. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, she gets more and more impatient as you take longer to get what she wants mm-hmm. which did you get all of her stuff in time? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no,
0: the first time I didn't.
1: Oh, what happens if you don't? You did you just get a game over screen? Oh
0: but like, but a very high high quality sprite of her shows up on shows on the screen. Yes,
1: it does. it it's pretty creepy. I thought I was so close to dying, like, because I didn't know what she wanted at first, and I was like, "Oh shit, she wants the mushrooms. Where are the mushrooms at?" Oh shit, and like, it got to the point where she popped up on my screen. I was like, "Oh god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die." Did her
0: eyes start bleeding? Yes. That you were very close to dying. I
1: think I got her the last one right after that, and I was like, "Whew!"
0: <laughs> you were like maybe one screen away from dying. Oh great. <laughs> so, but man, like, I I am I'm. I am excited to play any game by this developer because they always seem to have very interesting concepts.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people sleep on these games because, A, they're shorter, B, they're kind of like pixel-based games, and C, they're kind of cheaper, you know? But
0: they're, but they're both... Like, Just Ignore Them and My Big Sister, both of them are really engaging.
1: Yeah, like, I had fun with both of these, and I'm glad I own a physical copy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really... It's a shame that... Uh, Vita cartridges aren't a thing anymore because I know man I would love to have owned the prequel also mm-hmm. on a cartridge to have
0: yeah but
1: what did you what would you give the game I would
0: give this game like an 8.5 so. okay okay uh,
1: yeah I was thinking about the same I'm probably more close to an eight but mm-hmm. I did like I did really like the ending so yeah Sid.
0: But those are the two games uh, tonight, guys. I'm I'm really sorry that it's not as in-depth as it usually is. Um, shit happens, and, and I hope those who listen understand. So next week, uh, we're, we're doing only one game. We'll be doing Max Payne 3. Yeah. Uh, a game I played when it came out and have not touched since. So
1: we'll see how it holds up nine years later. I've owned that game since... Shortly after release, and I have never played it. You've never played it? Never played it.
0: Oh, this is going to be interesting. So it'll be me revisiting and you visiting it for the first time. You mean, what are you going to play it on? I'm going to try to play it on PC unless I can find it at vendor stock for cheaper. And then I have to hook up my Xbox, which I might just hook up to my uh, computer monitor.
1: Yeah, I'm playing the 360 copy, but backwards compatible on the Series X. Yeah,
0: just, just an FYI, it does come on two discs. Discs. Yeah. So I was really mad um, when this game first came out, I couldn't afford to b- to buy it to buy the game, so I just red boxed it. And they only gave you one disc. They only gave you one disc, and so when the point came where you had to change discs, I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh gosh, I was mad. Ugh, because because up until then, um, the only other game that I played that came on two discs was Dead Space Two. Yeah, that did, didn't it? I guess Mass Effect. Two, no, Mass Effect three came on two discs too. I think maybe both of them did.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but oh, I... that's that's the fatal flaw of the three hundred and sixty was that the they were DVD discs basically, I mm-hmm. think, and so they could they didn't have as much file storage on them. So like, what would fit on one disc on the PS three was two on the three hundred and sixty. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I'm excited to, to revisit this game, so. And that'll just about do it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.